Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Happy, uh, I almost said Thanksgiving. No, it's it's uh, February. You say happy Chinese New Year. You can say happy Groundhog's Day. It's true. Hey, it's welcome true. back. I keep waking up, and every day it's November. It's February 2nd. I wake up right here in Puxatawney. Hey, welcome. No, I'm done. Gobbler's Knob. <laughs> what a weird location. What a weird American tradition. I haven't really, I meant to do a deep dive on Groundhog's Day today. Like, is it just America that we celebrate Groundhog's Day? Is there, like, another? Well, I think it's Philadelphia-based or Pennsylvania-based. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a Jersey one, but I guess the Jersey groundhog died. I'm like, we had one of those? I didn't even know. What did he die of? Uh, Six more weeks of winter. Oh, well, that's what we got coming. (laughs) He never saw his shadow. Can't see your shadow when you only come out at night. Oh, that was nothing. I don't know. It sounded, (laughs) it felt clever in the moment. No, Puxatawney Phil, Gobbler's Knob. Saw a shadow today, right on the eve of another twelve foot snow, twelve inch snowstorm. How does it make you feel deep down that you're gonna have to come home from a Celtics game to a foot of heavy snow to snowblow in your driveway? Well, I uh, about that concern. Okay. <laughs> to be honest, he was like, "I'll do it." You concern I've only had to really snowblow like once. It's like three times this year. Mm, you know, global warming's not a thing. It's been. It was the coldest January in the last thirteen years. I, I apologize. You're right. Climate change is not. There a you thing. go. My mistake. Of, there you um, go. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Democrats bad at labeling. Yeah, it was nice outside today. Like it felt. You know, it was a little mini February thaw before we have rain, foot of snow, and then single digit temperatures again. What do we got going on this? You want a though? prediction for the rest of the winter? It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray, and it's going to last you the rest of your life. Great. Good movie. It's a great movie. It really is. I was going to say, it's underrated, but no, I think it gets the respect it deserves. It, yeah, I, I feel absolutely. Like, I feel like it, you know, it is well-remembered. Positive thoughts. A lot of suicide in that movie. <laughs> I'm a god. <laughs> what the? What was that? What just happened? I was scrolling on to, uh, on Facebook real quick to see if there were any more. Oh, aha. I went to strike your phone and you dodged. I have the kung fu. <laughs> You've learned your lesson where I'll just smack your phone out of your hands. It's true. <laughs> Uh, oh, before we do that, I want to give a co- you do this sometimes. A couple of quick reviews on things I watched over the weekend. Okay, uh, I binged all of Chernobyl. Oh, okay, couple of years behind. Sure, yeah, but still, I, I'm saying if you haven't yet, certainly good. And then I binged the podcast that goes with it. Great supplementary uh, media. And then I uh, I finally got around to watching Don't Look Up. Okay, have you seen that yet? Yes, talked T- about it at least three times. Terrifyingly accurate. It's uh, it's a horrific. It's a horrifying movie, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, it's fine. I, I still stand by it. It's like, I don't, it's too close. I don't need to, like, be reminded, like, oh, yeah, that level of stupid exists. I just need to, like, turn slightly to my left. I'm like, oh, yeah, there it is. Also, do we think Meryl Streep's tattoo in the end credit scene is real, or was that? No, it's not real. Meryl Streep doesn't have a tramp stamp. You don't know that. Yeah, I do. When was the last time you looked at Meryl Streep's lower back? I mean, we're cousins, so you know. I know you're not cousins. We with are. Street. We've talked about this. Then, then again, when was the last time you would? I don't see her come over to the family <laughs> gatherings when we hang out on the holidays. I have two um, slightly famous relations. One of them is Meryl Streep. What is she like? Third cousin, 
cousins, brothers, sisters, uncles, mothers, game hen, twice removed. And Sam Adams. See, that's one I can get behind. (laughs) It's not based on alcohol content. No, but I mean, there's plenty of Sam Adamses in the world. No, it's that Sam Adams. Oh. Those are my two. It's weird to think that if I look at you. Blood relations. Like, there's a small part of like Sam Adams. Like, where on you do I see Sam Adams? Uh, The gut. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Wow. Well played. Well played, sir. I was going to say, was it the mangy colonial hair you have going on now, too? I've got it in a couple months. It's starting to turn into kind of a mullet, actually. It's all curls all the time, baby. Yeah, it's business in the front and the back, but you have enough of like a pompadour. <laughs> curls for girls. Oh, man. there's. It just is weird because there is, as I highlighted to you, an area of balding. You kind of look like a... There's like no a, area of balding. Like a monk that just kind of let go the rest of his head. There's no balding. A little bit. No, no, yeah. I'm going to post that picture on uh, Twitter. <laughs> Be an unfortunate picture. <laughs> yes. All right, what do we got going on this week? I'm going to set up a poll. Hey, Edheads, do we think <laughs> Zach is actually balding or not? I'd say no. It's we... called denial. <laughs> I'm sorry, bitch. Do you want to compare? No, I'm I'm at peace with it. <laughs> You're like, I do not. <laughs> we got the news of the week. We got this week in video game history. We got sports reports. Uh, maybe someone's boyfriend is going away. Uh, well, he, he found his way into other news, so... Like, maybe I don't know what this is. Uh, we got screaming at streaming, talking about Peacemaker, talking about Book of Boba Fett. Book of Mandalorian. I Literally, you can see my notes. I started writing down Mandalorian, cross yeah, uh, no, Boba Book Fett. Of, yeah. Uh, we're talking Nightwing and your questions. All right. All kinds of stuff. What a great show. So we've, we've wasted enough time. We have more time to waste the entire show, but yes. So let's just drive straight into the news before we get started does anyone want to get out it's time for the news halo greetings see what i did there ow (laughs) it's the first time you've punched me in a long time (laughs) you deserved it i thought that was hilarious joke uh halo had its first trailer on paramount plus yes it did well we had a teaser but this is like the first real yeah Hello, I'm Cortana. All right. Um, I will reserve my thoughts. What do you think? It was like, hey, remember that video game from the 2000s? Well, here it is. Just remember all these things. Let's talk about the Covenant. Let's talk about the Ring. Let's talk about Master Chief. Oh, look, it's Cortana. I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with it, but I feel like I don't want it to be a redux of the game. Like, I forgot the whole storyline of the game as well, so. I don't care at all. Like, I watched this and I went, yeah, it looks fine. Yeah, I'm not... It looks like crappier Mandalorian, and we're already watching crappier Mandalorian. It's getting better, though. (laughs) Because it's not... (laughs) Because it's involving the Mandalorian. (laughs) Because it's a different show now. Yeah, anyway. But I was just like, oh, yeah, a guy who doesn't take his helmet off, it's in space, and he has some fun weapons and whatever. I I didn't care at all. This trailer came out days ago. I didn't bother watching it until like right before we did this. I was like, meh, whatever. Mm. I don't care. No, I mean, I think it'll... It'll appeal to the market that it's supposed to appeal to. It's like, here, have some more of that Microsoft money. Douche bros of the mid-2000s? Well, no, there's a lot of people that played Halo that weren't douche bros. Pretty sure that was the market. Did you play Halo? No, I didn't have an Xbox. See? Not every douche bro, bro played Halo. <laughs> this is a show of just taking shots. You started it on your own self. I'm just going to say I'm following your lead. <laughs> Let's see if I can come up. I'll... I'll find a shot. It wouldn't be the first time. 
Uh, Roland Emmerich has some thoughts on his Godzilla movie. Oh, does he now? From the late 90s. He says that he didn't want to do it in the first place. And he pitched an idea so bad he didn't think they would follow through. He's like, we're going to make him a big lizard instead of like traditional Godzilla. And there was, remember the Taco Bell advertisements that went with oh, it? Oh, yeah. You're lizard, lizard. That movie had such a, like one of the biggest marketing pushes we've ever seen in our lifetime. Yeah. Like, his foot is bigger than this bus. Yeah, and all the Taco Bell stuff. And yeah. like the Jimmy Page Puff Daddy music video. Do you remember that? I tried, th- I tried to forget it. I tried to repress that memory. That was a thing. I know. But he's like, I pitched them such a bad idea. There's no way they would go for it. What does it say about did. that movie that the first impression I had when he said Roland Emmerich Godzilla was a small chihuahua in a cardboard box and a Taco Bell commercial? Checks out. Bad movie. Yeah. Okay. Big marketing campaign. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy it. I was like, I don't want to do it. And I pitched them such a bad idea. There's no way they would go for it. And then they did. Here's the thing. If you pitch them a terrible idea and they go for it, then why don't you pivot and go like, you know what? Here's a better idea. I think he's totally full of shit, and I think he just had a bad idea that backfired in a huge way. Yeah, I think that's probably the more plausible answer. I said something so terrible, they'd never do it, and then they did. Then change. Then then, pivot. Then make it better. And then I called their bluff by doing it. Yeah, (laughs) and I tarnished my own reputation, which wasn't that good to begin with. Yeah. Like, no, I don't. Well, no, he did Independence Day. Is that a good movie? It's better than Godzilla. Mm. It, you're right. On that scale, it is a better movie. Yes. Also, another movie with a huge marketing push. Didn't he also do Armageddon? Yeah. It's all those guys. It's Roland Emmerich, Roland Emmerich Dean Devlin. Uh, let's see here. He was born in Germany. I didn't know that. I think I could have surmised that. Let's From see. the last name, it's probably like <coughs> Oh, The Patriot. That's a really... Yeah. Okay. So there is Universal Soldier. It might be... Midway. Midway was a decent movie. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't buy his comments. It's like, oh, yeah, it was... Uh, I I made an intentional goof. No, you didn't. We also made Stargate. Oh, and The Day After Tomorrow. You're actually like, these are good movies. 2012. There's a theme. Moonfall. It's coming out. Yeah, it is. Mm, don't care. Batman director Matt Reeves has talked about why he didn't use Ben Affleck's script that was originally up. And why was that? He didn't like that it was like super connected to like the other DC movies with like other characters popping up and doing references. And he described it as James Bondian, which he didn't fully connect with. And if he was going to do it, he wanted to make it something a little more personal. Hmm. Sure. Why not? I mean, I'm, you know, at this point in time, I think I'm probably on record enough saying like, you know, I don't love the Snyder stuff. And if you want to step away from that kind of universe, sure. Can't blame you. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Affleck's fine. He's good enough. I got. I have very little bad to say about. I mean, except in Justice League, but I think he was just mostly drunk at that point. I have nothing that bad to say about the performance. It's more of what he was given to do. Yeah. Again, it's like blame. You know, if you're given bad work, like a bad script, or you're given bad material, you also, can't really. I I know they're like going for like the Frank Miller Dark Knight stuff suit wise, but it just it always looked weirdly puffy. He looks so puffy. He's an older Batman. And when he like, was drunk, he also looked puffy. It's funny because he, he was. So, you, he so was, are you saying you could play Batman? <laughs> <laughs> we are just taking shots tonight. <laughs> but they're good. They're tasteful ones. Are they? <laughs> they're not untasteful. They are untasteful. They're uncouth, uncalled for. You've been doing. A, you've been doing a really good job of working out, losing weight. I did offer to arm wrestle you the other week, and you were like, no, absolutely not. No, I wouldn't have arm wrestled you when you were fat either. (laughs) 
because you would have lost. Yes, because you have huge <laughs> masturbation muscles. <laughs> Just cut. I'll lose no matter what. You look like Popeye. That's me spinach. That's what you want to call it. I don't know what. Anyway, moving anything. on with the news. That no, that doesn't mean anything. I, never mind. What do we got? No, because it means nothing. Okay, nothing means nothing means nothing. Hey, do you think um, banning comics uh, about the Holocaust is a good idea? Are, are we talking about mouse? We are talking about mouse. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible idea, actually. Apparently, um, mouse, a book that's thirty something years old, all about the Holocaust, but done through. Uh, a word I'll always fuck up. Anthropomorphize. Anthropomorphic? Nope. Anthropomorphize. Gonna just, just glide through it. Mice instead of people mm-hmm. has been banned by a Tennessee school board, apparently for the use of the term goddamn. Oh, I'm sure that's why they really wanted to ban it. Well, goddamn. Oh, get that shit back at school. Now we're banned in a Tennessee school. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think this is. Um, for it is banned and there's been all this talk about like oh you know this it's a terrible idea blah 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 i think this has been fantastic for mouse sales oh it's been (laughs) i think that that book is selling well there was there was a list of like i saw today on twitter like 25 or 30 books that are trying to be banned in texas and somebody tweeted well if you're looking for the newest top top 30 reading list here are some books because it was like it didn't stop people when when they were banning books to get to you know access to like beverly cleary she got banned but people still like nothing else is like drives up sales people are like oh i'm not supposed to read this guess what i'm gonna go do read it even the people that are like i want this book banned they're like i need to go read this book and understand why we're banning it so i gotta go get it i don't think it's that latter part but uh yeah this critically acclaimed book that's been in high demand for 30 years is even more in demand so yes good job all all of the sudden that word's triggering people no, there's. Um, I'm not gonna pull it up because I know you don't like it when I read lists. Because I smack your phone out of your hand. It's hands. true, but there were some funny. Like I say, funny, but you just read some reasons. Like there was one about this book has too much violence. It should be replaced with the Bible. I'm like, there's a lot of violence in the Bible. Yeah, yeah. People get beheaded, crucified. King David adults with Bathsheba after spying on her while she's bathing. The Bible's full of salacious material if you know where to look. Indeed, you do. Marvel might be... Your uh, skin is like the trees of ebony, the waters of myrrh, shit like that. We don't talk like that anymore. Or, <laughs> whatever. Marvel might be working their uh, way with a comic book reason to bring mutants into the MCU. Oh, really? Coming up soon, there's going to be a crossover event between uh, the X-Men fighting the Eternals. Ooh. Because the Eternals belie- apparently will believe that the mutants are deviants uh-oh. Created by the Celestials, and they have to uh-huh. fight them. But then they'll find out, oh, they're not really that bad, or just time to gather up and fight the Celestials. Yeah, we'll see. It's an upcoming event called Judgment Day, but there's a lot of belief that these could be sprinkling the seeds of this is how we get mutants in the MCU. Just say they were deviants all along. Oh my gosh, I was wrong. They were deviants all along. You find ways to wave that into the show, no matter how <laughs> they much. finally made a monkey. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> I kind of love that episode. It's a great episode. Oh, yeah, that might be a thing that's coming up. I mean, it's been 10 years. What was the actor's like, name again? Troy McClure. Troy McClure. You might remember You might remember from me films, from yes. Isn't that, that's the, um, that's the episode where Marge's sister falls in love with Troy McClure, right? Yeah. Well, where they have the sham marriage. Yes. I love you, Dr. Zayas. 
<laughs> oh goodness. Uh, fantastic. But yeah, so that might be a thing coming up that um, mutants might be deviants. And that might be how they work themselves into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Maybe. All right. That's the news. Wow, that's short. It's, it hey. is the kind of doldrum time of year for the news. I, we got things to talk about. Yeah, we do. Because it's time to do Screaming at Streaming, part one. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope. We're Screaming at Streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. The hard part is I like mostly forget everything that happened in Peacemaker. Well, a week later, I I know it's the, look we we can't keep on top of everything. No, we can't. It's just timing wise, it just doesn't work. But Peacemaker episode one of them. Uh, this is just a big action set piece for the most part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got the um, X-ray helmet. He's able to find see the butterflies and people. There's all kinds of good stuff. I love that like they talk about like, hey, I was bullied when I was a kid. Like, how are you bullied? He's like, I was called a bully. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. What oh. a great bit. Oh, when they killed the they killed a giant alien gr- gorilla with a chainsaw. Hey, we're not there yet. I'm just saying it was awesome. It, although it is one of my notes, it just says gorilla. He dead. Yeah, I mean, this one's probably the weakest episode overall just because this was mostly an action set piece yeah just getting us closer to the end yeah we're just shoot we're just gonna shoot all the butterflies like it's all headshots it's just shotguns no one gets to use a chainsaw until someone gets to use a chainsaw yes i love that um what's his name like it's not quite economics it's like a economons or something something like that i can't remember diabetes yes they call him a lot of different <laughs> mean names beard but I do, when the gorilla show up, I'm like, is that Gorilla Grodd? No, it's just a gorilla named Charlie. And then he just gets chainsawed down. By the way, spoilers. Yeah. You want to see a chainsaw go through a gorilla? Peacemaker's the show for you. I do. <laughs> I'm all about that. Uh, I, I enjoy seeing, you know, the whole team. Like, wow, well, we're a little bit closer together as a team. Which means the inevitable fracture of the team is coming. Yeah. And, oh, I mean, it ends. I, lo- I love that this couple keeps coming back. Oh, they're so hilarious. <laughs> Like, yeah. No, they bribed us. Yeah. <laughs> he just rolls over so immediately. I think it's I love this couple that just doesn't go away. They're gonna play a role before the end of it. It's gonna be fantastic. I mean, they've played a role like in more episodes than I would have imagined. The fact that like she leaves leaves her husband to have a three way with Peacemaker and Vigilante. Vigilante? Vigilante? Yeah, what why the long A? Vigilante. Why not? He's having a menage a trois. <laughs> so you're just gonna extend your vowels? Ah, uh, yeah. Didn't work. Oops. Failure. Failure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christos. <laughs> I'm going to punch you again. Punch. Um, it is interesting to see the Robert Patrick character be like being released from jail. Like the whole like, I'm going to go over Superior's heads. And now he's like, yeah, I'm going to kill my kid. Yeah. Because he was like, I'm on my way out. And they're like, uh, no, you're not. And he's like, a few. <laughs> he plays such a like great terrible person yeah he's he's perfect as the just like perfect casting in this role yeah robert patrick's a lot of fun he is he's very good at it and then of course there is a cliffhanger ending mm, there is with what do you think of the diary i have no idea what's going to be like a game changer in that diary i don't know it, there has to be something of course there's something because they've set it up I have no idea what like what what's the point of like replacing the diary or creating a new one or whatever. But yeah, we get Mern at the end attacking. Yes, yeah, cliffhanger. I mean, yeah, and then a very silly post credits. 
I didn't. I forgot to watch this week's post credits. It was just Peacemaker screaming at a commandant, whatever his name is. Oh yes, he's like all the different people that he could have framed instead of his dad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like including like yelling at like. It was a continuation of the scene from earlier. Yeah, it's like three minutes long. It's like it could have been like James Gunn was one of them, and then a random pot shows like Conan O'Brien. He's not doing much these days. Just taking yeah. a shot of Conan. It's true, they were. <laughs> John Cena continues to be really good in this, though. So I'm, he is. He's a lot of fun. I'm enjoying every yeah. one of this. I saw there's there are a lot of things that pop up now. Like John Cena's doing a lot of press dressed in, dressing up as Peacemaker. John, there was one that uh, Peacemaker reads thirsty tweets, and one, there was one about he can give me his ham candle. Gross. I've never heard that term before. Ham candle. I saw one of him like doing the Jimmy Kimmel thing of like reading mean tweets. Mean tweets, like, yeah. Like, oh, the show looks great. Too bad no one's ever going to get to see it. He's like, hmm. Yeah. He's <laughs> just like, I hate this. I hate this so much. But, I mean, he has established, he, this has established him as, like, I think a legitimate, you know, you could take a chance with John Cena now. Yeah. I mean, he's been in stuff since, like, 2016-ish. I can't remember. He was in that movie with LeBron? Blanking on the name. Space Jam? No, not Space Jam. Oh, Trainwreck. Yeah, that one. Yes. He's been in the comedies for a while. But yeah, fuck it. I love the show. The show is so good. Oh, it's yes. But you know, I want to move on from this just because I want to get into Book of Boba Fett, Book of Mandalorian. <laughs> oh my god, every just so much. All right, we're moving on from there to Book of Boba Fett. So we're to episode six. Not a lot of Boba Fett, but a little Boba Fett. Yeah, but he's now only been in two thirds of the episodes of the title. The show is titled after him. He's only been in two thirds of the show. Don't care. Timothy Oliphant. He's back. He opened it up. I was like, "Ooh, look! It's justified happening on Tatooine." S- speaking of Conan O'Brien, one of Conan's friends, also yes. someone Kevin Smith doesn't like. Who are you gonna believe? Kevin Smith doesn't like Timothy Oliphant. No, based on when they did catch and release. Oh, okay. Well, who are you gonna believe, Conan or Kevin Smith? Hmm? Hmm? I can't believe either. I think there's somewhere in the middle. It's probably fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm not worried about it. My day-to-day life is not impacted by this whatsoever. By Timothy Oliphant? Nope. <laughs> do people like him or do they not? My life really isn't impacted by that at all. He was also in Gone in 60 Seconds. Never saw it. You never saw Gone in 60 Seconds? Oh, it's I'm pro- fine. I'm not going to ever revisit it. I'm never going to visit it. Well, someday when I get control of the show for a week again. <laughs> not doing Gone in 60 Seconds. Watch me. Watch men. Maybe you'll understand it this time. No, probably not. <laughs> I can't believe that. Like five episodes, and you're like, look at the symmetry in the art, and look how the panel was like fifteen. Not when we did the first episode of the show. We weren't fifteen. No, I think it was like episode fifteen. Whatever. Still, I mean, I oh, I didn't even know what a gutter was or a splash page. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, you don't have a lot of experience with comics. Here, read this super dense one. Well, there was Watchmen news at the time. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant is back, baby. Yes, he is. For some amount of time. By the way, full spoilers if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Because Timothy Oliphant, whoops, he's killed by a character from the Clone Wars. Yeah, well, is he dead? I mean, he probably got shot. That doesn't mean he's dead. I guess not. Could be. But Cad Bane. Yeah, the bounty, bad man. Bounty hunter with a big old hat. He's in there. He's from the Clone Wars. He's got a fancy hat. He does have a fancy hat, and he's real killy. And I didn't look up the voice actor, but it kind of sounded exactly the same, and it was really cool to see him. And as a guy who has not finished The Clone Wars, I'm on season four or five, can't well, remember. Clearly he survives it because he's in yeah, this. Apparently he does. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, he makes it out. Yeah. Good for him. Good for Cat Bane. 
Not for people that he's trying to kill. He always likes to get a big hat. That's his thing. He's Why like, not? He's like, I like to shoot you, and I like to wear a big hat. Two suns on Tatooine. You got to protect yourself. No, he wears it everywhere. In space, out of space, inner space. Maybe he doesn't have anything under the hat. No, it's just a big bald head. That's why. even more reason why to wear a hat. Big blue bald yeah, head. he's got to protect his head from space. Is that why you're wearing a hat? Oh, my head is not as big as yours, and yeah, it might be balding. <laughs> Most of the heat escapes, so I like to keep heat in that way. That's a fallacy. That's not true. Oh. Well, I still like to wear a hat. <laughs> so big, dumb bald head. Yep. <laughs> of all the things you've said to me that were mean, that's one of them. I mean, that was awesome. I mean, we get, obviously, like, the Mandalorian running around, like, we don't care about Boba Fett at this point. Like, we're watching a better show. Yeah, it's, it's like, like I said, it's Mandalorian season two and a half. I got so excited. Like, we see R2. I'm like, oh, my God, it's R2. He's like, I'm looking for Skywalker. I'm like, you are not going to get Luke Skywalker in this random mid-season episode. The joke was on you. <laughs> Fuck, if I was wrong. I like how those androids make him a bench. He's like, is that a bench? How long am I going to be waiting? Yeah, then there's just Luke. Luke's just there. Yes. He's doing flips like it's Empire Strikes Back. He's doing Yoda quotes. Yeah, we're seeing like some Jedi training. Grogu is not doing very well at it. it then he starts to do okay with it. They're getting there. It's like 95% there. Ahsoka was there. She was there. But just the de-aging. It's close. It's not... Yeah, no, it looks better than it did before. We're getting there. It's yeah. It's 95% of the way there. But it's there's still that uncanny valley of like the mouth isn't quite right. It was one of those episodes I feel like John Favreau was... Dizzy goes, how much money do we need for this episode? And John Favreau goes, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was awesome. It, it, there's so many Empire parallels, and there's they're just cramming so much in there. There's literally there's Boba Fett stuff in there. There's Mandalorian stuff in there. There's Timothy Oliphant. There's Ahsoka, and it's so weird seeing those characters like interacting together. It's like, oh hey, I knew your dad. Yeah, like just that that line of like, you're like your dad. He's like, I don't know how to take that. At which point in his life? <laughs> yeah. Which phase? The whiny phase? The sandy phase? The, ah, oh, he's not bad phase? Or the really douchey, I wear a helmet and kill people phase? Grogu's still about those frogs. He well, is. He, wants, he just wants to eat a also, frog. Also, like, Grogu was old, like, really old when you really think about it. Like, he's not a kid. He's like 50-something. Yeah. They said when they picked him up. But he just wants to eat a frog. Yeah. If this was the Muppet movie, he'd be the villain. It's true. He would be the villain in the Muppet movie. Kermit, beware. Get them the standard rich and famous contract. <laughs> yes bear right frog left there's a fork in the road hmm, you can service oh may i god damn i love that movie <laughs> whisper whisper sweet nothing's into my ear traffic cop what there's a traffic cop behind us <laughs> oh what a fantastic movie oh i love the muppet movie i have to watch it now um, it's on disney plus i also own it so well that too moving right along i love that song Oh, and that Ralph, his song, um, Something Better Comes Along. Not as good as that first one. No, Moving Right Along is a great song. Do, 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 do. Moving right along in search of good times and good friends. Anywho. That... Rainbow Connection, don't forget that. It's a great song. Good tune. They... See, this is much like Book of Boba Fett. You start talking about it, but then you go on to something that's much better. There was just so much in this episode. It was insane. It was like nostalgia I, overdrive. It's like, remember all those things from Star Wars you liked that you didn't get well, in the first four episodes of Boba Fett? When I was well, like, here they are. Watching it with my wife, I'm like, oh my God, I'm six years old again. Yes. Incredible stuff. Who's texting me? Mike. Ah, we might have COVID. That's what that text just told us. <laughs> God damn it. Was that you? Yes. What? Putting it on vibrate. I put mine on silent. 
I respect the show. I know we said it last week that like last week's was the best episode. I think this was the best episode of Book of Boba Fett just because it gave you so much. It gave you stuff but, from the Clone Wars. It gave you stuff from okay. the old stuff. It gave you new stuff. It gave you Mandalorian. It gave you just everything. This this was a jam packed show. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on this. Was it a better Mandalorian episode or a good Book of Boba Fett episode? Because what did it do for the storyline of the Book of Boba Fett? I don't give half a shit. It shot everything into my veins that I wanted to get shot okay. in there. So for the story, what did it do for it? Luke! What for the story of R2 the Book of D2. Boba Fett? Boba Fett. It did nothing to advance the actual storyline of the Book of Boba Fett. It just moved some chess pieces around. That's it. Yeah, we... But we got really cool chess pieces now. Yeah, we got a lot. There's a, you know, there's more. You don't have the shitty plastic chess pieces. We got real nice glass ones now. I was just so pleased with this episode. It just it made me happy to watch. So good. What more do you want? Everything like some stuff is there to be dissected, and I mean, and Star Wars has been you know dissected up and down a million different ways. But this, you know, this was just a pure infusion of joy. Yeah, because we get. We get things that we like. We're like, oh, here's the yeah. nostalgia. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm not denying that. It made me happy. Good. I'm glad it made you happy. <laughs> so, like, from the happiness standpoint, I'm like, it was a 10. From a, how is this progressing the book of Boba Fett storyline, it was like a 3. Couldn't give a shit. Like, Boba, I'm so less interested in Boba Fett, but if you show me more Luke Skywalker, I'm like, yeah, give me that guy. Yeah. So, but again, like, what purpose does it serve for the book of Boba Fett? Because that's, like, what it's about. Is it like, well, we really want to do a full series, like, Well, the book of Boba Fett is really about chapters, like a book, and this is just a different chapter, a different little... All the Mandalorian episodes have been called chapters, too. I don't care. All right, we're going to move on from there to this week in video game history. Superhero landing coming up. This week in... Video game history. What happened this week? I don't know. Things. I've been watching um, High Score on Netflix as well, the documentary about the history of video games. Good stuff. I recommend it if you haven't watched it. Never heard of it. They, they talk about the ET game. Whatever. Some kind of funeral march. Uh, Two thousand. That was not the funeral march. That was the wedding march. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you meant you meant taps. Same diff. No, it's. <laughs> wow. Should I ask Emily how she feels about that? 2002. Yes. The Sega Dreamcast is officially discontinued. Yeah, the CD CD based system. It was supposed to have the LCD screen in the controller. They did. Not supposed to. It did. No, it didn't really do much, though, did it? Look, they only had a handful of good games. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. Crazy Taxi also came out this week for the Dreamcast. Didn't write down the year, but that was one of them. Crazy Taxi was a fun game. Yeah. 2004. Uh, I wrote this one down. I don't think I knew this existed, and I so I certainly didn't play it, but okay. it, it falls into our purview of what we talk about. Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, came out on PlayStation 2 and Xbox this week in 2004. Oh. Was that to coincide with the Ben Affleck movie? That was 2003, so no. So oh. when I saw this, I, I noticed I actually didn't look into it all, but I was like... I wonder if it was a better movie than the movie. But I was like, there was a Daredevil game on PlayStation 2? I missed that totally. Well, you I, couldn't see it. I worked at a GameStop, or an EB Games, technically, but, you know, um, by whatever. How do you play, like, so that's a great, like, how would you play that game? Because your main character that you're playing as is blind. I don't know, there's probably some radar sense thing, and you probably just punch stuff. Weird. All right, well. In 2005. Yes. A series that started off great and uh, went into the doldrums, and I haven't played the last couple because it got real bad for a while. Uh, you were flying through space in a quartet. One of your... Friends would tell you to do a barrel roll. Is it Star Fox? It is, but this is Star Fox. Star Fox 64? No, this is Star Fox oh. Assault on the GameCube. Do a barrel roll. 
and it was bad. And I haven't played a Star Fox game since then. That's not true. I tried Star Fox 2, that unreleased game that has since been released, which I didn't love either. I love the original Star Fox, one of my favorite Super Nintendo games. Mm. Star Fox 64 is really good. It is, yeah. Then it went bad, and I haven't played anything since Star Fox Assault because it was a piece of shit. Speaking of pieces of shit. Okay. A game series that I have loved and hated. It's gone on for so long. This isn't going to be a guessing game. It's Final Fantasy. In 2012, Final Fantasy 13 2. That. 13 Part 2? No, no, it's 13 2 came out. I haven't played a Final Fantasy game since Final Fantasy 13 because I sunk a ton of time into it and it was terrible. Really? And so I certainly wasn't going back for Final Fantasy 13 2. My God, no. I hated that game so much. It was awful. I really haven't enjoyed a Final Fantasy game since I don't like 10, so. I don't know, and I didn't play it or nine, so let's say seven. Been a while? It's been a while. Yeah. No. Final Fantasy thirteen was no good, and there was no way I was going back for Final Fantasy thirteen two. Blah. All right. Like a, a, a se- why would it was thirteen two, why did I just call it Final Final Fantasy fourteen? I don't know. There's some great games in that series. Some things just don't translate well over time. All right. So from retiring the Sega Dreamcast yes. to just straight retiring. Retiring from the dream <laughs> NFL career. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. All right. Well, there's kind of some bombshell news uh, out of the NFL. Uh, yes, Was it yesterday? Or was it Monday? It was Tuesday. Yeah, it was yesterday. Because it's all... Jesus Christ. What? You don't need to get the date. Just say the thing. Tom Brady is officially retired. What? From the NFL. So Adam Schefter was right all along, and he made it official. Even though on his podcast on Monday night, he's like, still haven't really made my mind up. He clearly has. So here's my my theory. Well, we got to go back because we over the weekend, on Saturday, in the midst of a blizzard, all of New England was informed by Adam Schefter that Tom Brady had retired. Then later that day, his agent's like, no, no, he didn't retire. And papa. Yes, and his dad. And then we're like, well, it sounds like it's got to be eminent. And then Monday, he speaks publicly and says, well, I haven't really thought about it. I thought about it, but I haven't made a decision yet. Then Tuesday on Instagram, he posts it. Oh, yeah, I guess I'm done. I've retired. Later that same day, later that same – actually, well, first of all, Tyler, 22 seasons in the NFL, never had a losing season as a starting quarterback, seven Super Bowl wins, went to 10. I mean, so he played in you know almost a quarter of all the Super Bowls that have ever been played, getting tons of love and accolades. Some interesting things in his farewell re- post where his, he didn't mention the Patriots yeah, at all. Yeah, didn't mention the Patriots at all. So there were some people were like that were butthurt about that. But I was kind of like, well, I think a couple of things are going to happen. One, he's going to sign a one-day deal with the Patriots and retire, like officially retire as a Patriot. Like that's going to happen. Two, like when he left New England a couple of years ago, like he said his goodbyes then. It's like he said his goodbyes and his thank yous, but still kind of feel a little bit jaded but i think you're gonna get a bigger celebration from him when he goes into the patriots hall of fame when he gets his number retired in new england so you've got those pieces good for him i think he he went out as close to on top as you could without winning a super bowl i mean he brought his team back down they were down 27 to 3 brought him all the way back defense gives up a couple late plays like he did everything he could to win that game yeah, his reputation certainly is not tarnished in any way, shape, or form. No, it's, 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 you weren't watching that decline. We're, you know, no. s- some guys of uh, the very few guys of his stature in sport to sport have kind of 
Nothing to fade it away. There was nothing deflating about the end of his career. No. I thought you were trying to give a, a backhanded jab to him when you were talking about... So I, I just did it for you. Great. But here's some interesting things that also happened that have New England ties. Brian Flores, who you probably don't know, he was the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. He was fired after two winning seasons in Miami. He was a former New England Patriots assistant. He had been interviewing for head coaching jobs, is suing the NFL, suing the NFL in a class action lawsuit. He's an African-American coach because of discrimination in coaching in the NFL. And part of it ties back to some text messages that he shared with Bill Belichick because he had been texting Bill Belichick on his way to a New York Giants interview and he hadn't even interviewed yet and Bill Belichick thought he was texting with Brian Dayball who got the job at New York who was pretty much offered the job with the New York Giants before Flores ever got an interview with the Giants and was kind of almost a lip service interview to appease the Rooney rule in the NFL which is you have to you have to have at least one minority candidate in your coaching interviews. Yep. <clears throat> so it made it sound like this was a sham interview that he was going to, which he said was similar, felt similar to some stuff that happened in Denver, that people came to the interview drunk or had been drinking and didn't really take it seriously, that he was bribed by the ownership in Miami to tank at $100,000. They were going to pay him $100,000 a loss so they could get a better draft pick. And they even have accusations of tampering when he tried the um, the ownership tried to get him to engage in conversations with a quote prominent quarterback who was looking at free agency, guess who that prominent quarterback was that pulled up in a yacht next to the same yacht that they were all on? <laughs> I love the image of like just like yacht drive bys. Yes. Do you know whose yacht it may have been? I can take a guess. One Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Too many names. Well, that's his name. So there's some interesting thoughts about. So things are kind of, I was listening to sports radio today. Tom Brady has connections with a guy who is in line because you have to have a succession plan for your ownership should ownership fail. So if things go south here from Miami, the ownership group might be pushed out in which a rich Boston billionaire might become the owner of the Dolphins. And in turn, Tom Brady may become a minority owner of the Miami Dolphins is a conspiracy theory out there right now. But all that being said, the NFL kind of dismissed it within a couple of hours, and people are like, well, I think there's fire with this smoke. It could be a really bad black eye for the NFL, who's had tremendous positive success over the last 14 days with tremendous playoff games, and now you've got the league being sued, and it just could be a really rough look for the NFL. could be a very bad look. Because remember back we talked about the Washington football team and the emails that oh, came out about the commies. Sh- uh, well, now the commanders. Oh, the commies. Yeah. Well, they also <laughs> they they put the wrong date of the Super Bowl when they had on their crest. Fantastic! I didn't know that. Neither did they, apparently. <laughs> so now the NFL, who's kind of been dismissive about some of the race issues, the Colin Kaepernick stuff's going to come back up. All the emails that were like the NFL, were like we're not going to disclose those. We're only going to disclose the the ones involving John Gruden because he did something to piss the league off. Mostly made fun of Roger Goodell. Like the NFL is in for a wild ride here. In a, it's going to be a real interesting thing. But anyway, that's enough about the uh, that end of the sports reports. The Celtics now that uh, Kendrick Perkins is back, they're dominating. Now that Kendrick Perkins is back, not I didn't Kendrick Perkins Perkin back, not Perkins. Uh, what whatever his name is, Marcus Smart. Yeah, that big guy. He's not that big. He's like six three. Well, he's oh well, not as big as you. Damn, he's like an inch taller than me. Well, with your hair, you match his height now. 
Well, with his hair, he's taller. Oh. Well, you're missing hair in the back that kind of stunts your growth. Uh, no, so this a weird obsession as you've come up with. I'm trying to find flaws in you because you have all of my flaws just on standby, ready to go. So if, if your balding is the worst of it, then so be it. But more successes. And your gray hair. My white hair. I skipped gray once. And your Sam one. Adams gut. <laughs> Self, self-glossed Sam Adams gut. That was you, not me, by the way. Self-glossed? Yeah, self-glossed. You gave yourself the name. Okay, great. Let's see what else. Bruins are Bruinsing. There was a meeting with the MLB Owners and Players Association. Not much ground was made. So there you go. Oh, look. Another message. I thought you put your phone on vibrate, a-hole. We still have COVID. I don't understand what that gif is for. The upcoming snowstorm on Friday. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Nope, that's it. All right. That's sports. So... In the year of 2021, one book was lauded as being great. Was it this book? It was this book. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, um, it got a ton of like great reviews, and that's why I checked it out. I was like, hey, screw it. Let's, let's see if the critics are right, if this book is one of the greats of 2021. So we're going to dive into Tom Taylor and Bruto Redondo's Nightwing, Leaping into the Light, Volume 1. It's Jared's Reading Corner. All right, this is Jared's Reading Corner. What the hell happened? Oh, well, we got Nightwing. We got good old Dick Grayson hanging out, doing Dick Grayson things. He mm. saves a puppy from getting shot early in this. Yeah, well, the puppy gets kicked. It like, gets ah. kicked, and then they're going to shoot it, but he brings the puppy home, and Barbara Gordon's there just hanging out. And he's like, Oracle, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm just here because I'm the executor of Alfred's will. So Alfred's dead. Yeah, Poor he, Alfred. he is. Bane snapped his neck. Yeah, but because of Bane snapping his neck, now he's a billionaire. Yeah. Billionaire Dick Grayson. So really, this the whole kind of story arc deals with his... And Batman is broke right now. Yeah, Batman has nothing. The Joker took his money. Uh, oh, oh, was it the Batmobile lost a wheel, the Joker got away, hey? With $100 billion. Wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's... So anyway, the, the grand arc of this is him dealing with his newfound wealth and a newfound sister. Because we have the... Uh, the crime i thought it was kingpin for the longest time but it wasn't no that's wrong villain tony zuko yes zuko killer of his parents apparently um his daughter is now going to be mayor of the city he's in i can't pronounce it bloodhaven yeah there we go terrible place to live yeah get a new name bloodhaven well maybe he can buy a new name he's got all this new money and he's also trying to he's also been kind of framed a little bit for, for some murder. For some murder where the guy comes around with this little gun and rips people's hearts out. His name is Heartless. Well, he's not Heartless. The people he kills are Heartless. Get a lot of hearts. Yes. Just, just keeps them in a jar. I mean, it's almost Valentine's Day. I can see that. So trying to figure out what's going on with that. He gets shot in the head. Oh, he was previously shot in the head. Oh, then he got punched in the head. Yeah. Uh, he, has some, he got shot in the head in an issue of Batman and then he had amnesia, but it wasn't real amnesia. Like he was being kept out with drugs, and he renamed himself Rick Grayson, and he drove a taxi. Oh. I'm like, I'm not here for Rick. I'm here for Dick. I want all the Dick. The best ass in the DC universe, according to you. <laughs> I even like that Barbara Gordon at one point is like, you know, you clearly have a confidence issue. You're the tightest costume out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he had his wallet stolen. That's a recurring joke in this because he's not. He got pickpocketed. Uh, without giving away every detail of this, this is a start of a new Nightwing run, and overall, Nightwing as a character throughout the years, 
I would, despite having, you know, his own title for 30-ish years, I don't, there's not a lot of, hey, this is like the definitive Nightwing run. These are like the definitive Nightwing villains. It's more of, it's always kind of Batman adjacent and kind of worse, even though I enjoy the character quite a bit. I mean, he was Batman for a while, and I think he's a much better, well-adjusted person. Like, Batman's whole thing is he can never get over his parents' death, and that makes for a more compelling character fictionally, but Dick Grayson's guy is like, yeah, no, I dealt with it, and um, I'm happier, and it's fine, and I'm normal. I'm not going to brood over it for the rest of my life. Yeah, he's, in all fairness, like a much better person, but a less narratively interesting one. I like how they, the um the I like some of the light moments like when they named the dog Bitewing, but he gave it has a different name and he's like Barbara goes oh no was it was it Barbara or was it um Tim yeah Tim Drake goes what do you mean all of us in here have two names and Barbara's like well I have three yeah I did enjoy that moment Barbara also wearing the um, Batman slapping Robin yeah. as a t shirt so this, to me this was kind of like a a so, growth arc a family arc I was reading um this Batman miniseries the other week. Uh, Batman the Cult, which is, I never read it, and it's one of those ones that's like, oh, this is like one of the top Batman stories of all time, but Batman is like really drugged out, and it has not Dick Grayson Robin, but Jason Todd Robin slapping Batman to get him to like come out of it. I'm like, huh, it's the opposite of the meme. <laughs> They're like, hey, pop culture, we see you. Watch us do this. Well, this came out in like 88. Hey, pop culture, <laughs> we see the future. Watch us do this. <laughs> I was just reading, I'm like, huh, there's the opposite of that. So we get, we we learn a little bit more about his backstory. I like the one issue where it's kind of all in like the older like Silver Age art. You could just call it like sepia tone it's or not, sepia tone. I mean, it's not really a different art style. This book does have one of my favorite covers of all time. Like I fell in love with it so hard. Let's just point out the fact that I tried to accurately place something in the timeline. Yeah, would I be right though? Like. I mean, they didn't really change the art style, but they they just put a different color filter on it. But no, but would would like Robin be like Silver Age? Yes. Ah, yeah, definitely when he came in. I'm so proud of myself. Well, I mean, that's not he came in the Golden Age, but he was Fox Silver Age too. <laughs> Get off the bell. Because I mean, he's really like the third. I mean, there's minor characters that have been around longer than him, but he's really like the third DC hero to come into play. Mm. Which I mean predates a ton of the Marvel stuff. Is the cover you like the one where they're climbing up the side of the building? Yeah. So there's this great cover. They use it as uh, the back page. They yeah. I I can't tell you which issue it was, but they use it on the back cover of this graphic novel and also one of the um, variant covers of just doing the Batman sixty six thing of climbing up the side of a building. But they show like all the different iterations of like Dick Grayson's costume including having like the celebrity pop out of the window in this case it's just batgirl but i just loved i looked at that cover i'm like my god that's just yes. one of the best covers i've ever seen i loved it it's, so much it's hilarious it's well done uh something i like design wise in this that i 95 percent sure has never been done before is you know there's usually some kind of like grapple gun with like batman and nightwing and all these kind of like bat family characters is it is is um sticks yeah but like like the Escrima sticks. Yes. And what I love about this one is they have it kind of come out of the middle and with, and I don't think this has ever been done. And I thought it was such a genius thing. So instead of like, just, you know, going on a random wire, it looks like he's swinging like on a trapeze because it's coming out of the middle and he's gripping the two sides. I'm like, Oh my God, that's so visually cool. Like that's such a good idea for that character. I can't believe that's never been done before. It just makes so much sense. It's perfect. 
It was great. I, lo- I love the art. The art in this is fantastic. I love Tim coming in there. I love um, Dick goes to talk to Superman about his wealth. He's like, hey, you're like one of the more like human people that I know. And Superman's like, why don't you talk to Bruce? He's like, why do you think I'm not going to talk to Bruce about trying to do human things? Yeah. And I love that this is trying to answer the question of like, because it's constantly brought up. And I know it's not the story that's supposed to be told. And sometimes you just got to kind of let things go of like Bruce Wayne could do more good just like funding, you know, city programs than punching people in the head. But it's more fun to punch people in the head. It, yeah, and that's the story that's being told. But this one is going about like, well, what if we do try it the other way? What if we do try putting money back into the city versus yeah. just punching things in the head? And you know what? Since it's a superhero comic, I bet he's going to continue punching people in the head. Because the money is going to like lead to other problems. But it's going to fix other problems that like need to be fixed. It's an interesting take to do. I, I did like that whole sequence with him and Superman where Superman's like, you're a great role model. I want you to look after... Um, John, yes, because he's going, he's doing that Superman thing. He's like, I'm gonna leave plan for a little while, or like, oh, I like the line, like, you could give me a unique perspective. And Superman's like, why? Because I'm an alien. (laughs) And he said, No, you're the most human person I know, which I thought was a great line. It was sweet. There's all kinds of cool stuff in here, like Dick's domino mask is like a camera, and Barbara can see through it. And I love that, like, she looks like he's in trouble, and like they call in all the Titans, and they're flying in. And then there's like Batman by himself, like in a Batwing, just like fucking bearing down. He's like, oh no, my boy. Yeah. Gotta save the boy. And then he's like, well, in their defense, a masked person broke into their home, so I can understand why they're upset. Yeah. I'm trying not to give away all the little bits and pieces, mm. but there's all this, t- like, there's um, a hilarious bit with like, they have like a group text with like all the Bat family. Yes. And, which is a lot of fun. And like, Bruce doesn't text on it because Bruce don't text. Bruce don't text. <laughs> Bruce gives gag gifts, which there's a nice gag gift from Bruce in here, presented by Tim. I love seeing Tim in this. Yeah. I don't even know where, like, it's one of those things because I'm not, you know, I mean, it, we're right around the two-year anniversary of the store closing, so I haven't really kept up. I mean, I read some. can't believe it's been two, it, the podcast has almost been going on. Six-ish years? We're getting up, we're, com- we're coming up on our birthday. Hmm. But I expect cake. I can't. I at have, least a, at least a single candle in a cupcake. It's one of those things where I have no idea where Tim is at right now. Because for a while it was like, oh, he's Robin. And I was like, no, he's not. He's Red Robin. Oh, he was never a Robin at all. Oh, he has a different identity. Oh, he's a Robin again. But what is Damien? I don't know where he's at. It's fucking out of my hands. But sure, Tim Drake Robin. He's back, baby. <laughs> yes. Meanwhile, Jason Todd, Red Hood. Yeah. I got it right. He was a Red Robin for a while back in the, in the countdown days. I've done I've done much better on my Batman trivia tonight than I ever did in that stupid ass leaflet book we did. <laughs> I love the Batman trivia card game, but yeah, for something um, I read this in one sit down. I don't know about you, just yes. these six issues, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. And I, you know, I set it down, and walked away, and I got to tell you, like, it just keeps on popping up in my brain. Like, I just keep thinking about this. I'm like, oh, I like this thing. Ooh, it's good. I like this thing. Like, there's. It's got fun beats throughout all of it. Yeah, I mean, it keeps in that like Batman esque vein, but it's really it's light and it's fun and it's well written, and I love the art and I love some of the design stuff of what they're doing, like with his weapons and yeah, it, it's just really good. It was really fun. Yeah, it was fun. It like t- I like what you said too, and I agree. Like it takes a different spin on it. Like you got these billions of dollars. What if you use the money for good instead of just buy shit to punch people in the head? I mean, I love people getting punched in the head. But. I mean, yeah, there's still people getting, even at the end, he's like, and of course, we get the cliffhanger, Heartless, like, Heartless is like, you know, <laughs> I got to get his heart before he gives it to the city. 
Yeah, that's fun. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, no, it's a read. It's a it's a must read. Oh, yeah, go for it. You know, for again, I am not fully up on everything in the last two years. I'm. It's one of those things. It's like I can't even say that I took a break from comics because I buy more graphic novels than I should on a regular basis, and my to read pile has not gotten smaller. Well, <laughs> so it's not. It's almost like this is like you know I kind of took a break from comics. I really did, and I just keep on buying shit. Would you call it a toxic relationship? I. I'd call it a costly relationship. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> As most are. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, though. It, it was nice to, you know, read something a little bit modern and, you know, for something that got as much praise as it did within the last year. Yeah, it was well-deserved. Yeah, I enjoyed it. A good pick. Thank you, sir, for giving me something fun to read. All right, we're going to move on from there. The letters to the editors. Lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editors.comics at gmail.com. Mm, yes, please fill the mailbag. Load that thing up. Uh, it's not fully empty, but, you know, we're always... It's not fully full either. <laughs> no, it's always like, yeah, we're like a few weeks away we're... from being empty. We always are. Yeah, we live on a dangerous edge. All right, this week. Is the term Spice in Star Wars new? I don't recall hearing it in movies or recent shows, maybe in passing. Is it mostly because of Dune? So, as we've discussed on the show, Star Wars does borrow a lot from Dune and other things of antiquity. And we've heard the Spice Miners mentioned before. The Kessel Run has been mentioned. So, Spice is not new to just because we have Boba Fett. It's really the first time we... Well, no, because in Solo we saw Spice in the Spice Mines. But... We did indeed. I think... But this is a different... I've done some research. This is a different Spice. And for that... We turn it over to Zach. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, uh, Spice was mentioned... Because he didn't tell me about the fucking question again. That's fun. Spice is mentioned in A New Hope. Uh, like I said... No, you didn't. I said we we heard about Spice Miners, the Kessel Run. C-3PO mentions that to R2-D2 very early on in the film. He's like, oh, we turned to scrap of the spite into the mines of Kessel. And we also find out that uh, Han Solo is a spice runner. What is spice, you might ask? Uh, things like oregano, dill weed, um, cinnamon sugar. It's some sweet ass drugs, yo. Paprika. So that's right. Nutmeg. Han Solo. He's a drug runner. He's a smuggler. Yeah, no, he he's a drug runner. Hundred percent. Yeah, for 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 uh, I almost said Boba the Hut <laughs> for a gangster for Jabba the Hut. He runs drugs for a gangster. <laughs> that's what he does. You're here, yes. ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, it is mentioned in A New Hope, and I was scrolling through some stuff on Wikipedia. Turns out, mentioned all the damn time. Mentioned in a ton of comics. Mentioned uh, mentioned and appeared. Also in books. Also a lot in the Clone Wars. Also in a number of the movies. I mean, we saw it in live action in uh, Solo, definitely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Spice has been around since A New Hope. Also, uh, yes, correctly, it is inspired by Dune, as is most of Star Wars. Like, they have Spice. It's a drug. Star yes. Wars has a spice. It's a drug, but seems Star Wars spice seems to be a more like, you know, if Dune spice is, I don't know, Vicodin, then Star Wars spice is crack. Yes. Because, well, and also in Dune, it's used for interstellar travel. It's used for faster than light travel. In Star Wars, they just they do whatever it is with you, do with spice. And Timmy Oliphant kicked over a, a whole container of it. He's like, take your drugs elsewhere. They did. They came up. There was spice tonight. Yeah, there was spice, and he kicks over the, the chest of spice, and the guy's like, 
from the syndicates like that's worth more than your whole community this guy's like i live on friggin tatooine everything's worth more that's just water in there it's worthless to me yeah so there you go a brief history of spice you have a nice spice rack i will say you have a, a wonderful spice rack i got lots of spices it's true but you don't have the spice no there's no drugs in the house no there are not that i'm aware of no no drugs okay but it was one of those things like i'm looking just at some sweet sweet tea baby <laughs> i was looking at like wikipedia and it was like this whole like deep dive involved in, like the history and like all the characters like got it and brought it around i was just like oh my god shut up nerds and i was the one researching it yeah <laughs> but yeah spice has been around uh since 1977 and before that in dune the brown spice that has been circulating amongst us is not particularly good. All right. All right, that's it. If you enjoyed the show, please go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month helps Zach with his spice habit. Mm. Yes, you can pay for his spice habit. And it gets you access to things like early access to the show. Didn't I compare it to crack? You're saying I have a crack habit? No, um, it could be any variety of drugs. It doesn't have to be crack. Okay. It could be, you know, it could be marijuana. It could be barbiturates. It could be black tar heroin. It could be benzodiapazine. What's one that makes benzodiapazine? What? Oh, crocodile. Crocodile or reptile or something. No, you said crocodile, I think is how you were pronouncing it. You showed me a picture of that once and I almost vomited. Yeah, nasty. Yeah. So on second thought, a dollar a month gets you access to the show the day we record it, plus stuff behind the paywall, and it pays for Zach to have fine teas. Heroin mixed with gasoline. That's what that stuff was. Never look it up. Never no, Google no, search it. No. It will haunt your dreams. It's spelled with a K. Anyway. <laughs> Please don't. Ketamine. Why are we just listening off drugs now? Great question. Thank you, Spice Question. Yeah. So patreon.com slash editors note comics. You can also follow Zach on the social media on Twitter at editors note comics. You're there too. At Junior Rich. Football's almost done. Who knows what you'll tweet about next? Oh, uh, oh, that's right. I almost forgot. Mac Jones in the Pro Bowl, baby, and the Pro Bowl skills competition. Oh, Suck on that, haters. Take that bell away from you. Uh, we'll be back next week. Haven't decided what for yet, but it's coming. And it'll be here. Yeah.